on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Hopes for a decent Twitter alternative are hanging by a thread. Add her up, Google's hitting a brand slam of exclusions and restrictions. The rate limit does not exist, but it does. All on today's show. Welcome, you are listening to Marketing O'Clock. Just stay tuned. Digital marketing news, but let's get specific. Digital ads, SEO, and analytics, social media, and more. Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform. With new shows every Friday. We give you the news with sass and puns and definitely high takes. Thank you for tuning in. You know what time it is. It's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Greg Finn. I'm Jess Budd. I'm Nicole Waddington. And it is officially marketing o'clock. Here on July 7th, 2023. Hello, everybody. I hope y'all had a great Independence Day weekend ish. It's kind of a bum day of the week to fall on here for us. Tuesday. Yeah. One thing I did, though, I went to a concert with my kiddos, and it was a Weezer and Future Islands concert. Double whammy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm more of Future Islands, I'd say, at this point in my life. I must say. Been to probably 50, 60 concerts. Not a ton, but not nothing. The absolute best vocals I've ever heard. Who? Future Islands ah. matched so good. It was actually like better than some of the quality like on the albums. I'm like, how is he doing this? And then you'd have these little growls in there. Mm. So amazing. If you have a chance to see Future Islands, it was too loud for my son. My daughter loved it. Um, but He's check it out. <laughs> check it out, though, if you want. Future Islands, could not recommend it enough. Wow, that's amazing. Weezer's fine. I've seen them yeah, live. They're like whatever. It but. was like 9.30 at that point and just left. Future Islands was the opener. Don't you love yeah. when the opener is like better and you can leave? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, I had a picnic, a 4th of July picnic at my house and everybody brought food. I didn't have to do too much except like clean and host and run around and do things. But I've been like slowly dabbling in meat lately. And what? Just, like taking Whoa. bites of things. What? Jessica Lee Bud, in the 10 years I've known you, you have been a vegetarian the whole time. There have, may have been like a week where you're trying to be a vegan and then <laughs> yeah. you kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. I've never, ever known you eating meat. But the weird thing is like maybe the first week that she came on board, <laughs> she's like, I love boiled hot dogs. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. And it's more than 10 years. I've been a vegetarian since college. I don't know what that math is. I'm not doing it. But. Um, 52 years. Yeah, I think that's about right. I saw these hot dogs come off the grill and I was just like looking at them and I'm like, I kind of want one. And they were Zweigels. They were like the snappy ones, like the thick ones. And I just, my husband saw me eyeing them up. He put it on a fork. He held it out. He's like, you want a bite? I just, not even on a bun. I put yellow mustard on that and I just bit it like in half and ate it. And it was the sorry tables. It was the best thing I have had. And so it was the most, it was so incredibly good. I can't go back. I didn't eat the whole hot dog. I'm not going to do it. But it was like the most wonderful single, like small moment of my life to this date. Did your body feel good after it? It didn't feel terrible. It, right? it probably would have if I well, ate the whole no thing. there's no nitrates in those either. So yeah, they're like, but they're just, I thought that these fake soy hot dogs that I've been eating, Mm-mm. like, lived up to the hype because they, no. I just remember them being good. But dude... Dude, so like I cannot say enough about how good this hot dog was. It was so good. Cannot believe who you're becoming. I was so happy. You're like transforming. You're like a little like a centipede turning into a butterfly here. And can I just say that I tried like steak last week. My husband he eats meat, so does my son. So he made steak for them, and he was really proud of it. And I was like, okay, I'll try a little bite of your steak, and it tasted okay. The texture was awful, so I still like meats are where it's at. Give me the hot dog. Like Mm. that is. Oh my god! Do you like like deli meats too? I love bologna. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I figured you like some weird weirdo yeah. stuff. It was just like Happy Birthday America, Happy Birthday me. I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable! I feel like I don't even know who you are. Anymore. I don't know who I am. Oh I, it was great. It was so tasty. Something else. 
amazingly tasty is the sponsor from today's show, Wix. You probably already know that Wix is one of the best tools out there for building beautiful websites. There are 900 plus strategically designed templates. And the best part is there is no credit card required. You can use it to build e-commerce destinations, communities, anything that you want to put your mind to, Wix has your back. But you know what? What? Ever heard of a little person named Ralph Waldo Emerson? Doesn't ring a bell. Oh, well, it's a famous <laughs> poet, right? And if he was around today, I think he'd love Wix because one of my favorite quotes that Ralph said is, your actions speak so loudly, I cannot hear what you're saying. Right? And when you look at these different platforms and everybody that says, hey, we're SEO optimized, you know, we have this built for SEO. I'm sorry, there's nobody out there with more actions than the Wix team. They have the SEO Learning Hub, there's podcasts, there's webinars. There's a good one coming up that just sounds so amazing. It's got Morty and Crystal, so you know it's going to be fun. It is on the 25th of July called Outranking the Biggest Brands with Blogging, which is a fire topic. They're going to talk about picking topics that help your SEO, best practices for structuring your blog content, and building topic authority with search engines. I just want to say they are embodying the SEO integration within Wix. And it's the actions, the actions, the actions. If you need a website, if anyone you know needs a website, Wix.com, Wix.com, Wix.com. First up in the main news here this week, hopefully y'all logged off from work this past weekend. But if you're logged off from Twitter during that time, <laughs> trying to keep up with the current happenings, you likely found yourself unable to see tweets. Twitter began blocking non-logged in users from viewing any tweets. And this came by way of an expanded effort to try to stop scrapers from accessing tweet data. And what appears to have been happening is all the tweets out there being scraped, being used for all these different you know, um, LLMs and AI and everything like that. So Elon decided to make it so that you had to be logged in temporarily um, in order to see things. And then he gave everybody a rate limit as well, because I guess you could probably just log in and still scrape stuff, I'd imagine. Good point. Right? Like, mm -hmm. so I think, I think it seemed like it was kind of a, again, very temporary fix here. Hopefully, like, hopefully there's not rate limits for people that are paying to use the service. Um, and so he said to address extreme levels of data scraping and system manipulation, we've applied the following temporary limits. Verified accounts are limited to reading 6,000 posts per day. Unverified accounts, 600 posts a day. New unverified accounts, 300 a day. And then he went on to say several hundred organizations, maybe more, were scraping data, Twitter data extremely aggressively to the point where it was affecting the real user experience. What should we do to stop that? I'm open to ideas. I like that. He's like, what yeah, do I do? Put it out there. Um, so by making it, required to be logged in many different sites like a, a search engine let's say can no longer see some of these tweets and so google search apparently is now showing 50 percent fewer twitter urls after twitter blocked the unregistered users according to systrix the uh, actual way that that they kind of have this visibility index it dropped by 32 percent and I'm sorry, I don't understand why this is the case because Google has the Twitter firehose. They have that agreement to be able to get everything from Twitter and I'm assuming that's still in place. I haven't heard anything about it since Elon came on board, but they're actually authorized to do this. So hmm. I'm guessing that they're probably still just crawling Twitter like they would a normal website and then they're using the firehose data in its own to be able to pull in, you know, into the actual SERPs and things like that, like to pull those tweets through. But I'm um, assuming that that's going to just jump back up because as of Wednesday, the 5th of July, the change was implemented where you no longer have to log in 
to be able to see those tweets. So it does seem like it was a temporary, maybe what, Saturday through Wednesday um, element there, but it should be able to see all of those links and content without an account, which is big because a lot of people just kind of lurk. Yeah, know? absolutely. Still see what's going on out there, but just don't don't log in. Yeah, that's happened to me because I don't, I mean, I have a Twitter account, but you've sent me stuff to look at and, if, and you know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. part of the flow sometimes. So I don't know. And I'm sure that my news is unrelated here, but it's quite timely. Were you finished? No. Oh. <laughs> no, I just, <laughs> well, we'll get to my news in a minute. No, I just think like this is, we talked about it before where Reddit saw that huge backlash, right? Mm-hmm. And what was happening with Reddit, everybody's going through scraping all this data and all this generative AI is only as good as the humans that it can get the information from, right? And that's why Reddit took those in, um, those API um, costs and jacked them up so that a lot of these like moderator uh, apps couldn't afford them, essentially. And then, again, Twitter's trying to do the same thing because that's really what AI wants. AI isn't like a thing. You know, it has to like go figure out from all the other data points, like what to say, and it can't say anything by itself. So it does make sense that he's trying to protect that. Um, And again, it's Reddit ran into a huge backlash. Twitter is running into a huge backlash. But I think that's a good good thing, right? Like they've got that content that's so valuable. um, I'd imagine that they can... They'll monetize that and and make a lot of money with this, uh, you know, open AI or whatever, you know, AI solution out there. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I alluded to this before, but we've been talking about Barcelona for a while as if it was just this thing that's coming at some point and nobody knew really when or what it was going to be called because we all thought it was Barcelona. But Meta announced this week It's Twitter Alternative, which goes by a new name now, Threads, is coming, and it's coming this week. So again, were they planning this, or did they just think everybody's pissed off at Twitter? Let's try and push something out. I don't know, but it seems, I don't want to say fully baked because I haven't touched it, but they're doing some things. So it is going to be launching everywhere except in the EU this week. That's due to some privacy issues, but there is a European launch planned. Um, It'll be available in app stores as of Thursday. The article said Thursday US time, which made me laugh. Uh, But Thursday. So according to social media today, creators with early access received a guide with an FAQ as well as other tips for making the most of the app. And included in that was mentioned that each person who joins threads will get a number indicating when they signed up. And as such, low numbers could carry a degree of social clout. Uh. I know. (laughs) So that'll be a thing maybe. But it also suggests that users share their posts to Instagram stories to promote the app, which Um. is... Sure, they're going to do that. Of course, right? It's a it's a smart marketing move, I suppose. You want to push out to the audience that's already there and let them know Threads exists because everyone's looking out for Barcelona someday. It's obviously meant to promote the app, like I said, but it's a feature too. You want to be able to share the stuff to the audience you already have. So that makes a lot of sense. And of all the Twitter alternatives, it's probably going to be the most high profile, pun intended. But do you think it's going to take off? <clears throat> like there's a lot of noise about it. Do people care? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. I think people are sick into Twitter. You think? Twitter user, number one. I don't get the low number will have a certain degree of social clout. Like I was here first. It's stupid. That makes Mm -hmm. no sense. I think it's smart that they're going to use every other platform to try to promote this. Mm -hmm. And again, this is called threads by Instagram, right? It's not by, by... Well, it's... It was Instagram's Barcelona, and now it's Meta's Threads. Okay, I thought it was still Instagram Threads. Maybe it is. I don't know. But what? it it just, the, they're cross-promoting with Instagram, and I didn't see anything about Facebook. So yeah. it seems right. Okay. But it's still a separate app. It's a separate place. You yeah. use your Instagram account to create it. I, I think the, the big pros of this are that Instagram, you still have accounts, if you can somehow parlay any followers into threads or when something launches, be able to like load that up instantly or something like that, that that could be really cool. Mm -hmm. But is this better? Like we're talking about the, the owners of both of these two companies 
having a cage match last week. Is this right. better? I don't know if this is better. Maybe this is one of the punches they're trying to throw. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And it's kind of weird, too. You can try to play with it sort of now, maybe. Alessandro Paluzzi found or shared that if you type 1992, P92, say more, thread, or ticket into the Instagram search box, you will get access to your ticket. And if you don't see one, then it's like not ready for you or something. But it's like this weird, I don't have a screenshot of it in here, but um, I'll get one for the video. And it like literally looks like a restaurant receipt with a QR code and your username. So I don't know if that's a way to try and get people. Again, if you could just be like, follow me on threads. I don't really know how it works, but it's like this weird access thing that they're kind of teasing, even if you're not part of the early release program. It's all very strange. And I don't know what those code words mean or where they came from or how Alessandro found it, but he founds everything, finds everything. So I don't know. I think when you look at this, it's it's clearly a Twitter clone to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Do you right. see the screenshot that is in yeah. there with like the same buttons and icons? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I get that there's a niche of people that likely don't like Elon Musk that will use this. And yeah, I don't know but that's what, not... what else is out there. Like, I don't know if like what other market there is. So Ginny Marvin at Ads Liaison on Twitter announced that Google will be rolling out two new brand controls in search and Pmax campaigns. So there will be brand restrictions for broad match, which can restrict or limit your ads to searches that include the brands and products related to those brands you want to show for. And you can use broad match to research more relevant brand traffic. So this will be available when you turn on that new broad match campaign setting that we've covered before um, in new and existing campaigns. And then for Pmax, we have brand exclusions, which is big news. Um, you can exclude or block ads from showing on your branded searches in search and shopping, including brand misspellings and foreign language brand searches. So you can do this by adding brands you want to exclude and creating a new account level brand list. Okay, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy for this. I, it's still people have been asking for. It's still just like, now we have to learn the difference between brand restrictions and brand exclusions. And I was in a PMAX campaign this morning. I was trying to look at some of the, you you tell me where to look. You're in Performance Max campaign and you're trying to see a JPEG that was included in it. Where would you go? Heck if I know. Not assets. It's not an assets. You would think it's an asset. Yeah, it's not I would an guess. Asset. Ads or assets. I mean, it's if you couldn't groups. find it, I had to go to is asset it anywhere? Group. I was looking at assets. I couldn't find it. I had to go to asset. Maybe it is an assets. It's just at the very bottom. It's just like what? We got asset groups. We got assets. We got brand restrictions, brand exclusions. Can we just like remove brand? I don't. I don't know. It's it's yeah. annoying. Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. This week's take of the week comes from the one, the only Anthony Higman. Higman? Anthony Higman on Twitter. And Anthony has himself a screenshot. And I would like to know, Jess and Nicole, what you think about this. Anthony is putting in keywords. The keywords he's putting in have quote, quotes around them, so they're phrase match. Mm-hmm. And at the bottom, there is a big blue banner with the eye like information type um, icon, and it says, your campaign is using smart bidding. Use broad match to get more conversions at a similar or better ROI. And then there's a big button to take all the terms that he put in to change them to broad match. And Anthony says, this is hilarious. The use broad match warning shows up as soon as you start adding punctuation for match types, LOL. Guys, don't use match types, FYI. Your campaign is using smart bidding. Use broad match to get more conversions at a similar or better ROI. But what kind of smart bidding am I using? How can you guarantee that? How do you know? Mm-hmm. Well, smart bidding is one of basically for different bid types. But how can you know it's going to work better for me? Because the information icon said it would. I just, I can't believe this isn't in red. It might as well be in red and say your campaign will not run if you don't remove those quotation marks. Yeah. 
Out of all the, again, I know I talked about last week. I don't talk about it the weeks before. Out of all the lawsuits being brought, this is where the lawsuit should come from. Because there is not a single inkling that something could go the other way and That's, perform mm-hmm. worse. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? It's very, very simple. And I would argue it is a command that they're giving. Oh, for sure. Use broad match to get more conversions at a similar or better ROI. If it's worse, we can sue them? No, I just like this. I, we talked about maybe um, last week where there was the YouTube and some different uh, placements that you might not want. Mm-hmm. Technically, they might have been wrong on some of that stuff. But this is the stuff that's like so egregious because broad match can, and many times, will work better. With what he's putting in, I'm going to go, if I've got a gun to my head saying which one's going to work better, the phrase match terms that Anthony put in or whatever it's going to change it to with broad match, I am without hesitation taking Anthony's phrase match terms. I mean, look at mm-hmm. the suggestions that are here. Right. Yeah. Orange what it thinks. drunk driving lawyer. Yeah. It's not good. Not good at all. It is hilarious and also depressing. Now it's time for this week's I See Why Am I. I See Why Am I, people. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. This week's I See Why Am I is from Kasim Aslam at Kasim Aslam on Twitter. He says, the Google Ads Network has a horrible spam bot and click farm problem. If you're getting a ton of fake leads, especially when running Performance Max, here's a wicked ninja solve that we call the fly trap. So he has a thread describing the fly trap. He says, trying to stop these leads from coming through is nearly impossible. Preventative measures like CAPTCHAs, IP address restrictions, third-party solutions, etc., haven't proven to be effective solutions and, in many cases, make it more difficult for legitimate leads to convert. The secret isn't stopping spam leads from converting. The secret is setting them up to convert in a way that allows you to easily identify them. Here's the technical implementation. First, add a multiple choice question to your form. Have the first option be something that no legitimate lead would ever choose and make it the default selection. For example, I run for Google Ads Management. I might ask the question, what channels are you interested in running ads for? The first option would be direct mail, something a legitimate lead would change immediately while bot or click farm traffic would leave selected. Build conditional logic to your form so that if this option is selected, it results in a different confirmation page than the entire rest of the form. This allows you to track conversions in a way that ignores the spam leads and optimizes for the legitimate leads. Pretty smart. Pretty smart. Why do we have to do this though? With us, we get more spam than we ever have. You talked about, I think it was last week you were talking about the separate landing page for things. Yeah. And we, Mm -hmm. so, yeah. With reCAPTCHA, like it's, it's, mm-hmm. if you're using PMAX, you need to figure, you, you absolutely cannot use a lead as a conversion for the record. Like I you t- cannot use that. We you used to, to put this work into optimizing campaigns. Now we got to mm-hmm. optimize all the stuff around the campaign because the thing itself is just doing it's whatever so bad, it wants. Right. You need to use an MQL, SQL, something down mm-hmm. the funnel, or you need to make sure there is a workaround for spam, like a ninja fly trap. It is pretty smart, though. <laughs> yeah. Love okay. all the ideas. Mm-hmm. Keep them coming. And um, Kazam had an amazing SMX presentation. If you, The tide, I'd say, up there for the most energy I've ever seen from a performer. And this was virtual, too. Wow. And so. you just saw a few trilands. Yes. So. <laughs> he has a good voice. Not as good as the islands. Now it's time for this week's Pew Pew Lightning Round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. All right. First up in paid this week, Sam at Digital Sam I Am on Twitter. He says, you know what I love? Rectifying my credit card only to find that Google Ads has charged me over 2400 for an account I do not recognize and is not linked to my manager. Then... When you call Google support, they say they can't look up transactions using the transaction ID included on the credit card statement at Ads Liaison. All right, Jess. Craig. Role play. Okay. Do you want to be Google or the advertiser? Ooh. 
I'll be the advertiser. Okay. Hello, this is Google. Welcome to support. <laughs> Off to a good start here. I have a uh, transaction on my credit card that's for an account I don't manage. I'd like that removed, please. Okay, well, what I will need is some identification or an ID for the transaction. Perfect. I have the transaction ID here. It's 1234. Oh, we can't use transaction IDs. Um. <laughs> I will need you to go to your Google Authenticator app, put in your fingerprint, <laughs> go to Google Analytics, and then please put the following text file up on your website. <laughs> um. But my credit card has been charged for this account that I don't manage. I need identification for the transaction, a.k.a. an ID. I though. have a transaction ID, sir or ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this any further. You need to go to your search console. You need to update a text file. And then you need to... Um, <laughs> I don't know. Get me out of this <laughs> What is the transaction ID good for? What is the point? Oh my goodness. What else are you going to use? I have no information from the account because it's not my account. Yeah, you billed yeah. me. Get with rid this of it. transaction ID. This is insane. And in the replies, Austin Penna at Penna underscore Austin said, even worse, I bet you're afraid if you charge back, they'll ban <laughs> you for life. And then Sam says, bingo. They said, if you initiate chargeback, the accounts and profile will be suspended. Who cares? It's they refuse to account. provide documentation to support the charges. It's absolutely bonkers. <gasps> this is not funny because it's real. Yeah. This is $2,400 of someone's money. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, Sam's on the hook at the moment. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> Let us know what happens, Sam. One more piece of news for paid. FYI, remaining smart shopping campaigns are upgrading to Pmax starting September 2023. So we've covered this before, but you might have gotten an email alert notifying you of this change starting September 2023. Your remaining smart shopping campaigns will automatically be upgraded to Pmax campaigns. You'll receive a notification in your account when your campaigns are ready to be upgraded. And it also says, note that in some circumstances, a campaign won't be eligible for an upgrade unless you take action. If you don't take action by September, these campaigns will be set to removed. So then it goes on to say, what to expect after the upgrade? Existing smart shopping campaigns with status active or paused with an end date in the future will become a new separate performance max campaign with the same status. Your previous campaign settings and budget will automatically transfer to the Performance Max campaign with identical or comparable functionality. <laughs> like, what does that mean, comparable functionality? Your previous smart shopping campaigns will have the status removed, and historical performance statistics will still be available in your read-only smart shopping campaigns. You'll no longer be able to create new or copy old smart shopping campaigns. All right, and today's organic lightning round is brought to you by Wix. Wix, we know. You've got a drag-and-drop editor, thousands of advanced design capabilities, search console data right within the SEO dashboard. But did you know that Wix is committed to accessibility? Wix's accessibility tools can make your website work for everyone hitting compliance with the highest global standards like WCAG 2.0. They've got a pioneering accessibility wizard that will quickly scan your site to pinpoint accessibility issues and give you a step-by-step -step guide to make your website accessible to all. And of course, they've got documentation around accessibility too. Like I said, they've got the actions, not just the words, you can get everything you need to know about accessibility and use the wizard to make sure your website works for all. Said it before, I've said it again. If you got a friend that needs a website, Wix.com, Wix.com, Wix.com. And first up in the news this week is a tweet from Glenn Gabe at Glenn Gabe on Twitter. And I guess by way of Barry Schwartz, Barry found it on uh, search engine Roundtable, but Bing chat, is slowly rolling out stock price predictions. Yeah, it can infer the market's probability of future stock prices. <sighs> what are your thoughts on this? I don't think anyone should use it. <laughs> like, <laughs> th this is where I feel like there's not really AI. 
right? Where like, if you're AI and you are actually artificial intelligence, like the way we say AI, it's not really AI. We, we're, it's like just smart, you know, mm-hmm. combining things. If you actually had artificial intelligence, not like the junk we're talking about, we'd be doomed. Because if this worked, mm-hmm. it would find a way to get money, steal mm-hmm. money from somewhere, take the money out, predict the stock price, buy stock, sell stock, take everybody's money, turn us into like indentured servants, and we'd all be working for the machine. You're talking about the Jude Law film? Yes. Yeah. What is that? AI. Oh, AI, yeah. Artificial intelligence. Right? But like yeah. when it like <laughs> would it if you actually if this worked? First off, if this worked, Microsoft would never release this. Oh, right? correct. Imagine yeah. this worked. They correct. would gatekeep this. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They would sell it to financial advisors. Mm-hmm. This is who's go- if you're Googling and you trust this, you need a financial advisor. Yeah. And, or excuse me, binging. <laughs> <laughs> and we back in the day had a fantasy betting site. It was the biggest at the time. We had all these people like Scott Van Pelt like follow us and like interact and we're like it was we like break news and stuff, right? If you were good at what you did, you would never sell picks or display this stuff. You would just bet games. You'd be like, I got a system. I'm gonna bet games. And we actually used. I'd get all the data. I'd get it over to Matt. Matt would use Google's predictive algorithm. We put in all the information and see which line was the softest, and we'd bet the lines. But we'd never give it to anybody, and we'd never tell anybody what we we're doing, and we'd make money by betting. So if this worked, Microsoft would never release this. Somebody would be like, "Hey, you know what? <laughs> this thing works. Let's just print money, right? <laughs> Am I crazy? Like, who would be like, here is." The blueprint for unlimited money, I'm going to give it to everybody. Oh, Google, you're my competitor. Here you go, Google. Oh, yeah, you can now make unlimited money because I can predict stock prices. And what's going to happen is, unfortunately, some idiot's going to come through and be like, oh, I want to know where Apple's going. And they type it in, like, Apple's going up, according to chat GPT, whatever. Um, or is it chat GPT? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. It's, it's Bing, so I take it back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Bing Chat. And Bing Chat says Apple's going up. They put all their money in. Oh, guess what? Apple doesn't go up. This just seems like a whole mess. I don't know. I would not use it. If it worked, they would never release it. Yeah, don't right? use it. Am I crazy? No. Okay. All right, next up, Google is doing what they always freaking do. They're vowing to remove links to, to Canadian news publishers they this time. They always do They always do it. They're like, here's what the news will look like if we can't link out to stories. If we can't pull an image in, look, it's going to be so bland. I'll just get my news from a news source, but thank you. Yeah, anyway. So in Canada, Canada, by the way, wacky. They've got so many different things up there like you I, whatever, there's a bill C-18, which has a link tax on Google and Meta for all links to Canadian news publications. Somebody sitting there in the parliament, do they have parliament and one of they wear the wigs? I think. So they're yeah. in the wigs in the yeah. parliament up in Canada. And they're like, you know what? We should get more money. What we should do is charge Google and Meta if they link to us, to any, any news site in Canada. That'd be great. All the Canadian publishers have to be like going, like, no, no, don't do that. Take your wigs off. Listen uh, to us. They should just charge an ad tax on the ad revenue that these people are receiving for the free traffic. But then they just pass it to us, though. That's, they, that's what no, 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 no. Don't do that. Well, that's what Google does. They just pass it all <laughs> no, to us. No, I'm saying oh. the Canadians, the government. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... Basically, this Bill C-18, it's going to be a law at the end of the year or something like that. Google is going to phase out collaborations with news showcases, Canadian publishers. And basically, it's going to, what Canada is trying to do is have a fairness in the Canadian digital news market. And this is going to make it so that you can't pick and choose, I guess, what publications to use. And instead, they're just not going to link to anything. That's completely unfair to all of the Canadian news outlets. Right. And then it's also like every one of these platforms can just regurgitate with their technology to make a news summary and then no Canadian publication gets the news. Speaking of news and AI, ChatGPT's Browse with Bing feature apparently was able to access content behind a paywall 
and then was temporarily disabled for pro users. Someone at Microsoft said, in Bing Chat, we have a mechanism to prevent paywalled content from leaking into answers if the publisher set up a paywall flag, which, okay. Um, I will let OpenAI know they should double check this. And so apparently it was just getting in there, allowing people to see stuff that they should be paying for. RIP in peace, Google Analytics 3, July 1st. Google tweeted out, today we begin shutting down Universal Analytics as we welcome you to Google Analytics 4. Still to today, July 5th, still working fine for, mm. <laughs> for my account, so I don't know. They also said this will not happen overnight, so some Universal Analytics properties may continue to process data, and um, it's going to roll out to you. It's going to stop at some point, but I guess it wasn't a hard stop, that little countdown timer. I was just joke. I told you it was just going to start counting joke. up like you still have it. You still have it. I told you. And MarTech and Search Engine Land came out and with a poll and asked like where you were with GA4. And only 23% of people have GA4 fully set up and being used. That's low. That's really mm-hmm. bad. Um, 54% have GA set up but are still J4 set up but still are learning how to use the platform. And then there's a bunch that won't be adopting it, haven't set it up, and haven't started using it yet. So good luck. More to come in my hardly working later. Okay, from, I I guess by way of Mike Ryan Retail, I saw a article over on Medium from Peter Jockus. And Peter tried to unravel sort of what the iOS 17 changes will be with some of the link tracking protection. And it appears that, um, again, if you remember this, if something is sent via iMessage, something is open via Apple email, or something is open via Safari private in privacy mode, any of those parameters that could detect who you are um, are going to be stripped out. So it appears that the Google G GCLID, the Facebook FB CLID, HubSpot um, tracking, MailChimp tracking, uh, there's a whole nother list, are all going to be removed. So if you are browsing in incognito mode or you get a click from non-incognito mode and text it to somebody, that is going to fall off. So I guess the biggest thing here is like that's really going to mess with HubSpot, mm-hmm. right? Like HubSpot... <clears throat> Google search isn't going to be that big of a deal. I don't know how many people are in incognito mode when you're searching and buying things. Usually you're not mm-hmm. in incognito mode if you're going to like purchase stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I just think emails, that's huge. HubSpot, who's all that tracking, MailChimp, everything like that. Any of those mail providers probably going to get much worse. And the attribution side of things, you're still going to get the sales. And then Julie Baccini, aka SaltJ, at Neptune Moon on Twitter, linked over to a post that talks about all of the parameters that are impacted based on beta testing from Cunderwood.dev. So thank you, Salt J. That's it in organic. What's happening in social, bud? Oh, so much. Uh, First up this week, Pinterest is testing a new system that would scan your emails to understand your interests. And if you're saying, what? Because it sounds kind of crazy. This is according to Patent Drop. Pinterest recently filed an overview of the new process, and I'm going to paraphrase here, but essentially, if the user authorizes it to do so, the system can go through your email account that is connected to your Pinterest account, identify topics that you might be interested in based on its findings. It can give you custom content, serve up things that it thinks you like. Like if you get a newsletter about gardening, for example, they said, (laughs) Pinterest AI may fill your boards with gardening tips and inspiration. And if it stumbles on an email about travel to Costa Rica, it may put outfit ideas or restaurant recommendations in your feed quick question <laughs> so reading your emails mm-hmm. i don't like what, that what list are you most embarrassed that you're on Ooh, i mean email. i'm not email. embarrassed of anything but Corey <clears throat> taylor's newsletter he has a newsletter he does and i get it to my cypress north work email wow because i don't use my other email so that's why this is problematic i'm sure a lot of people do that they combine business and personal and i don't want google ads all over mm. my pinterest board okay nicole <laughs> Um, I keep mine pretty slimmed down. I don't think there's anything embarrassing that. Okay. Nothing. I guess I don't have anything embarrassing. Right yeah. Like there's I'm not embarrassed anything. They're complex and they text me all the time. It's like grips. So you don't cut your hands like that. Oh, well, good for you. You need one for your but teeth. it's funny. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> I got <it>. yeah. <laughs> 
fang complex. Feels good getting filed down. I'm, I'm loving my new life. Every day of my life. But I just like, do you see how this could be problematic? Mm-hmm. Filed down. I'm just defeated constantly is what I meant no, by that. Jess. Um, we're going to pump you. We're pumping you up. We're, th- this is a Jess positivity podcast Thank now. you. Maybe you could be as optimistic about me as you are about Google and some of that will rub off on me. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I feel like even if you consent to this, do you want it? Like, I don't care if Pinterest knows what I'm interested in, but I don't know that it's going to be helpful. Again, it's my inbox is my problem. I combine things. But like there's spam in there that it's got to work around. People, again, combining uh, professional and personal. But like privacy alone, I I don't know how it's going to work. I'm sure they're thinking about that. I hope they're thinking about that. I just don't know. It could be really cool for ad targeting if it works, but it just seems like it would be really hard to do this well. Right? I want nothing to do with this. Also, if I were somebody, I'd be like, you know it would be really interesting to find out what people like? What I would do, I'd figure out a way to bypass the system, like what they're doing with Twitter, and see what they're doing on Pinterest! <laughs> on Pinterest! Where all the things are happening, where all the interests are! That's what I'd be doing. That's what I'm into. I'm not into the stuff coming into my inbox. No, I'd be on Pinterest. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, what spam are you getting here? That's a good point. I don't know. It's. I'm glad they're looking into options. It just seems ridiculous. I'm gonna find it anybody could get people a, in trouble. I'm gonna find anybody that's a Pinterest user and just start sending them like inappropriate messages. You know, Ooh, yeah. maybe not inappropriate, but just stuff they don't want. You know what I mean? <laughs> inappropriate in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know if Ashley Madison is still a thing, but like, imagine if you're getting yeah, emails just ma- from that. that. Yeah. yeah. Like, just Ashley Madison, Tinder. Now blah, blah, blah. all of a sudden you're in trouble. All my boards are about bad things. Anyway, I just, I could see how people are dumb and they think that they're safe, even if they think they have nothing to hide and they're not going to be happy even if they mm-hmm. consent to this. So good on you, Pinterest for trying, but try something else. Probably it's in its infancy. They whatever, filed for a patent. Okay. We will jump over to Meta because they are working on plans to let people in the EU directly download apps through Facebook ads, which is setting the company up to eventually compete with Google and Apple's app stores. Those Wait, are words I, from The Verge. Can yeah. I say something about your threads, aka Barcelona? Mm-hmm. You should wait until you have an EU solution. That's why I feel like they're just pushing this out. Right? They're pulling a GA4 and they're just like, oh, there's Twitter drama. Let it go. Because if you're not allowing a very prominent entity, I don't even know what to call it. I mean, like, and they can't use this feature? That's terrible. I, I never like that, that, like, where you have to have clout or you got to wait or you got to get an invite. And then to completely avoid a huge cultural entity mm-hmm. and not let them use it is nuts. That is a good point. Here's an example, though, of how they're trying to serve them, I think, but really I think they're just trying to make money. According to The Verge, the new type of ad is set to start as a pilot with a handful of Android app developers as soon as later this year. Meta sees an opening to try this thanks to a new regulation in the EU called the Digital Markets Act, or DMA, that is expected to go into effect next spring. It deems Apple and Google as gatekeepers and requires that they open up their mobile platforms for alternative methods of downloading apps. So they're basically trying to say, like, I guess, more competition in the EU for downloading apps. So the pitch here for Meta is that app developers could see a higher conversion rate on app install ads because users aren't being sent off to an external store. It happens right there on Facebook. I can see that for sure. And they've also said that at least for now, they don't plan on taking a cut of any any in-app revenue for participating stores because it's an ad. So they're going to make money off of the ads. But once people get hooked, they'll probably get greedy. And it's probably just, you know, you don't do things if you're not going to make money off of them. So... We'll see where this goes. Twitter is working on a jobs feature for verified organizations. They're saying Twitter hiring is a free feature for verified orgs to post jobs, feature jobs on your company profile, and attract top talent to your open positions. So pulling a LinkedIn, but using the platform for more things is never bad. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, 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 I love it. Yeah. Uh, instead of copying things, it's just, I guess that kind of copies LinkedIn a, a little bit, but... I mean, just in the sense that LinkedIn copies classifieds, like you can run, you can promote jobs anywhere, right? Yeah. It's not like a, it's, I don't know. It's not a very specific thing. This isn't like a copying right. thing, though. It's like, hey, you want to be a verified organization? Cool. 
the jobs there. Yeah. And you know that's what? Fine. I'm not going to charge you for it like LinkedIn. It's just free. Mm, yeah, that's nice. I found this job on Craigslist. <laughs> True facts. True facts. <laughs> long, long time ago. She messaged and was like, is this a real company? And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't really know how to respond to it. Because like, we weren't we're trying. at the time. <laughs> like, we're doing our best. Like, I'll try really hard to like help you be successful. But kind of <laughs> i don't know what my answer was would you have given me an interview if i didn't ask that question i had no yes, experience oh thank yeah. you and then another funny story oh i was i was playing my son in connect four and i told him i would never hire him oh no i played oh, jess no. in connect four during our interview yeah. the hr specialist said i could and i beat her twice twice did you cry in the car Mm-hmm. The called car. my mom. Called her mom, cried mm-hmm. in the car. Mm-hmm. Said, I'm but, not getting this job. I lost Connect Four twice, and it was in an old brick building that looked abandoned. Yes. But and you I guys were very it. scary, too. That's what the HR person told me. I, I know, I know, I know. But I, I would play Connect Four against people that applied because I'm decent. I'm, I'm good at Connect Four, and I can probably beat beat most people. But if you lose the same way twice, you're not going to have great problem-solving skills. So if you do the exact same move, if I beat you the first time, Mm -hmm. and you don't try to adjust or adapt, that's like, that's how I knew you could adjust and adapt. Thank you. Here we are 10 years later. I just thought you were being nice to me and let me try again. (laughs) So I'm glad that my brain worked the way you wanted it to. I remember you went up the side the first time, and then you tried going to the middle the second time. Wow, you remember that? Yeah. I'm going to cry now and call my mom again because I'm so happy (laughs) and I'm still here. Thank you for this opportunity. The news. Okay, so... Uh, from at Titter Daily. Hey. What? You going to fire me after it's that nice show. thing you just said? <laughs> Wait, you didn't finish. So you wouldn't hire your son? Oh, no. Why? He just kept going the same way. I'm like, He's like eight. You teach problem solving early. Okay. That's good. <laughs> Parenting advice from marketing <laughs> o'clock. Okay. Um, <laughs> the news is that Twitter has launched a beta version of its new analytics page. They shared a link. It's twitter.com slash I slash account underscore analytics if you want to look at yours. I don't want to brag about my numbies, but I have had four impressions in the last seven days, and I couldn't tell you the last time I tweeted. So good for me. Yeah, up 33%. Like what? (laughs) I should have dug into that. Thank you for noticing my improvement. Uh, More from the bird from Twitter support. They tweeted, we have just launched a new improved version of TweetDeck. All users can continue to access their saved searches and workflows via TweetDeck by selecting try the new TweetDeck in the bottom left menu. There's a lot more detail here, but the big thing to call out is that in 30 days, users must be verified to access TweetDeck. And that's 30 days from July 3rd, I'm assuming, when they tweeted this. Have you tried this? You were playing with this, right, Greg? Yeah. I'm not a big TweetDeck person. I liked it when it was its own standalone software. Mm -hmm. Never really got into it as its um, browser version. It looked nice. It looked very TweetDeck-y. I imported everything instantly. It seemed fine to me. I also don't hate the fact that you have to be verified for this. Like... I don't know. It's, I mean, if you're paying, you might as well get some yeah. stuff. Yeah. I understand he's got to make money. I don't love the fact that we got to. I got to pay seven bucks a month for it, but sort of the cost of using it, and I don't know. Yeah, and if they keep adding things to what you're getting for that seven bucks a month, you feel better about it. So I guess that's good. Remember TikTok's Project S, which stands for retail? We talked about it a few weeks ago. There have been more developments on that, and Bloomberg is making the platform sound all sorts of desperate. I'll just read their headline because it gets you the gist of it. TikTok dangles zero seller fees ahead of U.S. Marketplace debut. It is offering free listings and shipping and zero commissions, and TikTok is recasting its image to grow its commerce platform. We kind of already talked about this, but things are happening. Things are moving. They are also expanding their monetization options for creators. They're rolling out subscriber-only videos, which is going to be built on top of the live subscriptions package that they launched last year. But now creators can share exclusive content that's not live as well, which is nice because you can't always just be going live. And... I think it's good. Everything is kind of the same now. We just joked about LinkedIn versus Twitter and people are just growing their people. Platforms are just growing their capabilities. So at this point, it's about giving users ways to make money and keeping them on the platforms they're already on rather than jumping elsewhere. So you want to give people more options to make money? Great. Love it. 
No quits. I, I love the implementation. I, I sound like a Twitter fanboy. I'm not. I'm not. I promise you. I just like good things. The way that they mm -hmm. have that where you see the first sentence of that tweet and then you have to subscribe for the rest is brilliant. And now yeah. TikTok's now TikTok. copying Twitter. That's a good sign for Twitter. Yeah. Anyway. Except the fact that, you know, you can only see 600 tweets. Not a good Somebody sign. Somebody did the math on that, by the way. And it, I think the 6,000 limit, it said it would take you like 16 and a half hours to read all I of that. I saw all these people being like, freight limited. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. now that it's long form, you're going to get through like two <laughs> tweets and your day is done. So I, I yeah. it's probably not a big deal, but I understand like let me read what I want to read. But honestly, like this is a big first world problem that I would have because this time of year, it's this league, it's NBA free agency and you have to be on Twitter if you care mm. about the NBA. It's like the biggest time for Twitter and the rate limiting. And those are probably quick hits, like I still quick updates. I, right? I never saw it either. We're on different sides of Twitter. My my issue is Love Island. You couldn't see tweets about Love Island. Where is that on? The show. Yeah, is it Netflix? What is it? I think it's on Hulu, Netflix. I get them all confused. Is that the one where the MILFs date their sons? No, that's MILF Manor. Oh. <laughs> What's Apple Love named. Island again? They're on an island and you get to pick like one person that you're going to try to couple up with. They should call it Sex Island. <laughs> People wouldn't watch that. It's the exact same show, but just the name. They would not watch it. Or they would. Only fans would. All right. With that, LinkedIn is also, this is a terrible segue. It's from the last story. If no, you remember I love, that. This is my favorite segue yeah. ever. We're going from Sex Island to LinkedIn. I love it. Keep going. Their offerings in the creator space, they are looking to provide more monetization opportunities for users in creator mode. This actually sounds helpful from a business standpoint. So there's not a ton of detail, but Matt Navarro tweeted that he overheard from whom we don't know, but he usually knows his shit, so probably is legitimate. LinkedIn is working on a shared analytics feature for companies and creators. LinkedIn users would be able to share page and post analytics with a client for a campaign. So just thinking about the business angle and actually sharing information so you can do better with your campaigns if you're working with creators, I think, again, that's great. No complaints, just wish we had more detail. And that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. All right, this week's working hard or hardly working. For me, working hard, I'm going to take a little cue from Jess's working hard last week about Spotify DJ. And I recently discovered there's this website called Lo-Fi Air Traffic Control. And they put like music and they combine it with air traffic control like radio. And you can pick which airport you're streaming it from. And it's really nice to work to. Where, which airport did you choose today? Um, I usually do like local or like a bigger city because there's more action going on. Wow. Yeah. I love that. It's like spoken word, but it doesn't matter. You just hear like the guy talking like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. Something hardly working for me. I had a request to track a whole bunch of data, sales, sessions, visits, everything like that, whatever you want to call it, J4. And to try to compare it in a way that's like future proof. I built these amazing dashboards. Looker Studio pulled in, I don't know, like 20 different images, made all these icons, looked amazing, used J4, sent it to the client. They want it in UA. I forgot that they have 360. And I was trying to think of the best way to make a future-proof report. Mm -hmm. And I had to go back and redo everything. Because I didn't even think about it. I'm just like, everything now, I'm like, let's J4, let's do a J4, mm -hmm. J4. I made this thing. I'm like, nope, you got to go redo every single cell. So that's hardly working, but you're working really hard. Mm -hmm. Double yeah, time. Double time. Well, this will not fix that, but if anyone is already feeling nostalgia for the UA, I know it's only been a couple of days and some of y'all still have it, 
Jack from our data department is working very hard and he found a Looker Studio template where you can put your GA4 data in classic mode and it looks like UA. Whoa. And if you click, you y'all can click the link I have here just to see a sample. It's great for folks that are used to looking at things the way they are used to looking at them, even if you have to update the data source. That's there are probably awesome. some clients yeah. this would be awesome for. And I know that Jack is using it for some. So wow. it's pretty neat. It's ridiculous, but this is the world we're living in. And it is like, look. That's amazing. Look at this. This is GA4 data, but it looks like UA. And I know what I'm looking at. And I'm comfortable with this. Wow. I know. Jack found it. That is Jack from amazing. Our data whoever came up with that. Yeah. Kudos. And now for this week's cool tool. As a reminder, our cool tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners and is really, really cool. This week's cool tool is a browser extension you can use to analyze Google News content. And that might be a reused rhyme. I can't keep track of them. So it is the Google News Extractor from Search Analyzer by way of Barry Adams at Badams on Twitter, who describes it as a handy plugin which allows you to extract and copy all relevant SEO data from top stories articles with one click and paste it into a CSV or text file. Thank you, Barry for doing my notes. You can use it to analyze rankings and ranking changes, identify articles for republishing and simplifying your keyword research, as well as anything else you can think of to do with it. It's available for both Chrome and Firefox. So if you want it, we'll have the link in our newsletter at marketingclock.com slash newsletter, as well as on Discord, community.marketingclock.com. So pick your poison and check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week, an article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. This week's must-read marketing article of the week is actually a thread from Menachem Ani at Menachem Ani on Twitter. And he says, Performance Max is better today than it's ever been. We've managed tons of campaigns, and here's everything we've learned about setting it up, optimizing it, e-commerce first, lead gen. It's going to be a long one, so let's get started. And he puts the thread emoji. Menachem, you can make this a full post now. You're Doesn't verified. <laughs> you don't have to make it a thread. Classic mode. I know. But he goes through and there's a bunch of slides that you might have seen at SMX. He talks about limitations, what accounts can run, what's the right structure, what assets to use, bid strategies, basically anything you need to know about Pmax, Menachem has in this thread and it's a numbered bulleted list. So check it out. Pmax. Manaham, don't miss it. Thank you, Manaham. And now onto our playlist of curated songs to work to, which you can find over at playlist.marketingclock.com. What's going on the playlist this week, Greg? Hit the Coast by Future Islands. It's about pet. This is what he said. He's like, it's about sometimes you just gotta pack everything up you got, hit the road. And I go to my daughter. We're driving home. I'm like, this was the third song they played. And I'm like, oh no, I think it was the second. And she's quiet. She goes, no, daddy, this was the second. I'm like, yeah, you wow. were listening. She so anyway, was. hit the coast, future islands. And I will be adding Rabbit by Youth Lagoon. For me, as always, it's all fading to black. So that is the name of the song that I have chosen. And it is by XXX Tentacion and Blink-182. All right. And thank you again to Wix for sponsoring this week's show. If you need more SEO news, if you want more podcasting, don't miss episode 45 of the SERP's Up podcast. CTR from the SERP, the future of traffic. They had Mike King from iPoll rank on, and he made one statement in the podcast saying that Google's SGE is like an atomic bomb in the middle of an affiliate business model. So Thank you, Wix, for making today's show happen. All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not marketing o'clock. Thanks for listening. We miss you already. We can't wait to see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. Welcome to this week's Shooting the Heck, where after our famous Friday news shows, we don't talk about marketing anymore. We just shoot the heck. This week, we're playing everybody's favorite game. A new game. A new game.
from Matt here at work. He had this idea. We're going to go through, Jess, you explain it. Okay. Everyday things that people take for granted. So just things that we're used to having that you really should appreciate more. Love it. Okay. And Jess, why don't you you kick us off here? I would love to start because one of my favorite things in the whole wide world is infrastructure, which I know is a very (laughs) broad category. No, but so like, just think about bridges. Yeah. And how much work it takes to build a bridge. You just drive over the thing or under the thing and it's there it, to watch them build it on land. Amazing. Then they got to build them on water. So much goes into it. There's so much math. So many people have to work together. Things have to be done right. People die in the process, get injured, and we're just driving over them. And I think bridges are incredible. I agree. <clears throat> I also don't think about that a lot. So that's good. Okay. Something for me, I've never... Maybe up until I was like 36 is when I first finally got like a reliable car. And having a reliable car, like I've always, when I was in high school, my cars would just like fall apart. You never know where you're going to, like how far you're going to get or what would go wrong. You'd always have to like learn how to like change tires or like fix everything. Um, And now like I don't really think about it, but like I don't have to worry about going to a place because I have a reliable car. That's that you don't have to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's amazing. Spoil yourself. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm sticking with the car infrastructure theme we have. Um, Windshield wipers and defrosters Mm. because how would we be able to use our car in weather conditions and see out the window? Yeah. You're so right. And like – that's another one that when they break or you need to get a new wiper blade or something, you're just like, ah, it's the worst because you're just used to them being there. I'm working. Um, I'm going to stick with the transportation theme because maps, like GPS. Ooh, oh, yeah. Did you? Yep. GPS is amazing. It talks to you, but even just a paper map, like think about Lewis and Clark and like all the people that had to put in all this work and walk across land. And again, now we just have a line that we can follow and there's roads. Amazing. Okay. This was really my one one here that I had. Q-tips. Ugh. I don't know what I would do without Q-tips. Right? Cotton it's, swabs, I think you mean. No, I like you buy Q-tips. buy a name <laughs> No, I don't like cotton swabs. I only like Q-tips. I don't know if you ever tried a cotton swab. They're terrible. I know that's what they're called, but like anything knockoff is yeah. not as good as a Q-tip. But like having a Q-tip readily available, like when you want to like, I don't know, after a shower, Q-tip oh, in the ear. Oh, that's so bad for your ears. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It feels good though. That you have you ever Q-tipped after a shower? Um, no, because my doctor told me not to do you it. You just let oh. that wax build up in there. No, you get them cleaned. Your, get your ears? ears clean? Yeah, you can get your ears cleaned by your, like your primary care doctor. Do you go and do that? I do. How often? Whenever I go to my physical, like they offer. I've never been offered ear cleaning. It you got like a so, VIP doctor. It feels so good. It's like. Not, I don't even know. Like, it feels like you're being like tickled in your brain, but like, mm. I know it's not my brain. Yeah, I mean, I have that every morning after my shower. You better not be not sticking it in that far. Not I hope oh, you're I'm not. All, yeah. Oh no, don't do that. No, 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 See, just do the outside. Oh yeah, the outside. No, I, I don't. Fine. I don't like the outside fine. inside. No, I, yeah. yeah, but I like have when to get you're in cleaning there. the wax, to you gotta get no, it. No, no, you gotta get it out. Get the wax out. Well, I'm switching doctors. That sounds amazing. They should offer that at like a spot. Don't they do that like ear candles and stuff? I don't think that's re- a real thing. I don't know. I don't know. Q-tips. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fine. Um, how many of these are we doing? Should we is keep going? No, Nicole is oh. next. Yeah. Oh. Yes, um, she was just building on yours. <laughs> sweating. Like, it's your body's way of regulating your temperature, and it's so annoying, but it does feel good when you're, like, intentionally going to work out to sweat. But even if you're not, like, the human body's amazing. Yeah. What if love my clammy hands? Love them. What if, say, you're recording a podcast? And <laughs> do you still appreciate the sweating? Asking for a friend. Um, as long as it's not visible. <laughs> yeah, I just I just applied deodorant <laughs> before we came down here. Um, I'm gonna go with birds. I feel like people think that they're a nuisance, but if you're just sitting outside, they provide noise, they provide entertainment. Poop. Poop on your car. I don't know. They're just like a lovely mm. thing to have around. They're like the house plant of nature. You can eat them. Aside from plant, you could eat them if you wanted. You don't. They could eat you. I don't. Well. Maybe. Yeah, I, I just don't like bur- the feet, like the claws. Oh, the talons. Look at them up close. <gasps> They're though. That's like dinosaur type stuff. Evolution. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about things you take for granted? 
Okay. For me, I'm just going to go garbage disposal. If you have a garbage mm, disposal, yeah. A, it is so much more efficient because instead of taking something and burying it forever in a landfill, you just throw it down there and it gets cleaned up and like turned into fertilizer and stuff. It's a way better way to throw stuff out. And then you just save so much time. You just take everything and just swipe it right down there, spray it, turn it on, and it's off. Garbage disposals are amazing. They Growing are. up as a kid, never had a garbage disposal. I don't have one now. I don't have one. You don't? Mm-mm. And it was like 20 bucks to add one when they were building our house or like remodeling, whatever. And we we're like, no, don't do it because we were young and dumb. And now I just like look longingly at the one in the kitchen upstairs here. Like, I oh wish my I gosh. Had my house. Just take everything and just yeah. put it down. It's great. My last one is going to be washing and drying machines. Mm. Like, how long did it take people before those were invented to do their laundry? And you would have to rewear stuff probably like more than you probably should. All right. Well, those are some things. And if you've got anything, let us know at Marketing Clock. Let us know on your favorite social network. And if Twitter's working, maybe <laughs> shoot us a tweet there too. We'll see you next week.